Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Level Ground Podcast. I'm your host, Grayson Seegers. It's good to be back with you on this Thursday. We hope that you're doing well, and we hope that this podcast finds you well. Um, We've had some very fun things happening around this way, and some things coming up, and some things going on, and uh, we hope that you've enjoyed the episodes thus far. Um, Just so you all know... um, we're working on getting some more platforms you can listen to up and going and uh, kind of trying to figure out some ways to be able to get it to you. And we want you to be able to listen to it in the most comfortable way that you can. Whatever uh, platform you're most comfortable with, we want you to be able to, to listen there. Um, don't forget to find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can now find us on Twitter and Tumblr. Um, and the episodes on Facebook, Tumblr, and Twitter, they come up just like, uh, just like this does on your Spotify, on your platform. Those links to the episode come up there as well, post every week, at least once. And we're really, uh, starting to post more on Facebook and, and we hope that we can build a community out of this. We don't want this just to be a, uh, thing where you guys tune in and you listen. We want to to hear from you, hear your thoughts, hear your questions. Um, and we want to build a relationship with you. Um, cause not just am I a preacher, not just am I, uh, uh, some guy, uh, that you listen to on a podcast, but I'm your brother in Christ. If you are saved by the grace of God and, um, and I personally, this is, this is me talking. I want to be able to have a relationship with you guys. I want to know, uh, if you're from a different state than I am and, and all of the and I would like to get to know you and know know your story and if you feel the need to share with us your story if you need to feel the need to share with us what this podcast means to you by all means do it don't forget um, if you need to send us an email about anything go to levelgroundpod22 at gmail.com and if you need a Bible uh, reach out to us we'd love to get you a copy of the Word of God Um and we'll do it absolutely free of charge. You don't have to pay shipping. You don't have to buy a stamp. You don't have to do anything. But we want to do that for you and to help you. And, and uh, don't be ashamed to ask. Just speak up. Tell us, um, even if it's out of the blue, randomly, hey, I want a Bible. If that's all you got to say, it, you don't even have to say, hey, just say, I want a Bible. Um, and then we'll get one to you. And we, and we want to do that for you. Um, I want to start this episode today uh, by saying this. We've, in the description of the podcast, when we first uploaded it, we had talked about how we were going to talk about uh, Christianity's most controversial topics and some of the most frequently asked uh, questions and things like that. Well, today is going to be one of those days that we cover the controversial topics. and we're going to get a little bit deeper uh, into some of them. This is your disclaimer. Um, we're going to be talking about very, very controversial things. Um, and I want to say this. My intent and the intent of this podcast is not to offend anyone, um, but to state what I believe are facts and what I have studied in the Word of God. Uh, and through that, believe to be facts and factual. And, and, and I want to to just speak how we believe here on that. And I want you to, as the listener to listen, and, and I'm going to say this, if you have a differing opinion than I do, um, that's okay. Um, 
But ultimately, the Bible should be our final authority. And it is the final authority on all things, especially for a Christian. And so we just want to state what we found in our studying. I also want to say this. We're going to be covering some social issues, um, things that are going on in society right now a little bit deeper than normal. We're going to try not to get caught up in the weeds uh, on these things, but we want you to be prepared. Um, This is not going to get... um, even though Spotify and, and all these other platforms upload the episode and say we're explicit, I don't know why. Um, best I can tell is because I've uh, I've talked about heaven and hell uh, in just about every episode, and they don't like that too much. Um, but nevertheless, even though it's labeled explicit, we're not going to get explicit. We're not going to get very, very deep into some things. Um, but if in any way at any time you think that it might be going into place and you've got children listening or anything like that we don't want to hurt them we don't want to say anything to offend them um and you as a parent um or a loved one can listen to it listen to it through if you're okay with it and okay with your kids hearing it then um then that's fine you can let them listen to it but ultimately we we just want you to have a little bit of discretion when it comes to this um because I feel like this is a very needful conversation, and we asked the uh, we titled this episode, "Are you really a Christian?" Now, right now at face value, there's going to be about eighty nine percent of you listening, no matter what church you're from, how long you've been going to church, um, you are going to agree with that question. You're going to say, "Yes, I am a Christian." Um, But this is something I had to ask myself. I had to study myself. And even as we were planning this episode, we got into it. And I'm like, ooh, Uh, there's so many times that I have not been a Christian. Um, And we're going to actually have to divide this episode up into two parts. Um, Primarily because the things that we're going to be talking about are going to be so deep in a way. And we're going to try to make them as simple as possible for you that we can. Um, I also want to say this about this subject, are you really a Christian? We're not just going to talk about what being a Christian is. We're going to take four different views, four different types of people, and we're going to take and we're going to put them side by side and compare each one of them um, together. And hopefully by the end of next week's episode, you can sit back and you can come to a conclusion and you can uh, realize that sometimes you may really not be a Christian. And according, and, and what, what I mean by that, once you're saved, you're always saved, you're sealed to the day of redemption, but salvation does not make you a Christian. Um, and in society now, anybody that believes in God the Father and believes in Jesus Christ in any capacity, um, they are called Christians. Uh, they are called, and that religion is called Christianity. Um, but that's what the world calls it. But the Bible defines some things, and and we're going to get into that next week. But this week, we're going to p- compare two, uh, two very um, similar words, but very different words. One you have heard probably a thousand times. Another one you've probably heard very little. These words are atheist and theist, and we're going to compare these two side by side, and hopefully we can all learn from it. Now, the first one we're going to start with is an atheist. An atheist is one who disbelieves in God or a supreme being and 
And when you look at this word, you can look at uh, the root word, which is theist, and that means belief in God, and we'll get to that in depth here later. And the A means without. So that's without a belief in God at, at whatsoever. And and I want to say this, if you have no belief in God or a creator, and you believe you're just spontaneously made out of the blue and, and completely random, your intrinsic value is gone. There's no longer any standard for good or bad. And, and one's definitions of correct morals, no matter how corrupt they are, um, are, are just as much justifiable as yours. Um, and, and I want us to see this before we really get much further into it and even talk about anything else. But with the belief in God and a creator, you being a creation, you then have value. There is a standard for morals after that. And you might think, well, this is absolutely crazy. I want The first thing I want to say is this. I want you to go right now, and, and, I, and I know there's some of you might believe in this, and this might offend some of you, but I, I'm just going to be honest. You go right now and say you believe in the Big Bang Theory. And we're just going to use simple man terms right now. Um, you believe in the Big Bang Theory, and you believe that two molecules, two atoms collided together at a rapid pace, completely random, out of the blue. There was nothing planned it, nothing caused it. And boom, you were spontaneously here. Out of the blue, nothing planned. You look like you get in that place and you, that right there, believing that, believing that it, you were not created by God and that we evolved from some other species. And I want to go ahead and say this, that animals in the, in the animal kingdom do evolve now um, and do adapt now, but not from one kind to another kind. Um, they don't evolve. You, you don't have um, cats and evolving into dogs. You, you just don't have this take place. Um, but I want you right now, say you believe in Big Bang Theory, I want you to answer a question to yourself. Or any of you that's heard this, I want you to answer a question to yourself. Can I go outside and I want my driveway to be concrete? I can take and I can grab two rocks, and I can smash them together as fast as I want to and build me something to smash them together faster than the speed of light. But two rocks colliding together like that is not going to create something new. Um, It is not going to, out of the blue, spontaneously make something on the ground that I can see, and it's definitely not going to pave my driveway. And here, here we are. I'm, I'm just trying to use some logic with you guys um, and just about these things. And these are things that I have thought on for a long time. Now, with the fact of you were spontaneously made and out of the blue you were here, then tell me why each person... Now, everybody's going to say every human being has, has value. And I agree. Every human being ever made has value. Um, but if you're spontaneously made out of the blue, what gives you value? What if you were just not here one day, here another day, nothing happened, you just come here haphazardly, what gives you intrinsic value, innate value, value that is instilled inside of you? The same value where, where, People talk about everybody has a value and everybody is so valuable. 
how do you have that if you were spontaneously made? And I just want to get the wheels to turn. All right, now I want us to think about this. Also, if we were spontaneously made by a big bang or whatever the case may be, then and there is no higher power and you take on uh, the belief, and I yes, I called it a belief, you take on the name of an atheist, you become an atheist. You don't believe there is a God. If you do not believe that there is a higher power that created man, and you don't believe that there is a higher power that set some ground rules, that set a standard, where does your standard for morals come from? If you don't believe in a God that has laid some things out, that has set some things up, then honestly, I want you to tell me where the standard for these morals come from. And you can argue, and I've even heard this argument, because it's against the law. Well, where did the law come from? Well, so-and-so made it way back when. Well, when they made it way back when, what give them the ideas or the, uh, the thoughts to know, hey, this is against our morals. I mean, genuinely, I want us to think about this. What set it up? And also, if you take on the name of an atheist and you take on the belief of an atheist, you become an atheist, however you want to say it, um, and you don't believe, like I said, you don't believe in God. So here we've talked about we have no intrinsic value in us. There is no standard for morals. But here's another dilemma with there being no standard for morals. If there is no standard for morals, then me who lives my life according to what the law states and say that I did not believe in God, but yet I lived my life maybe as a Christian would for the most part um, with those good morals intact. And I tried to keep, you know, uh, a, and be a good person. The fellow that's over here across the road from me that might break into every house in my neighborhood or the fella up the road who is a murderer and or a serial killer that, that that's what he lives to do, they're okay with that. This thief might think it's okay to steal. That's, that's okay in his morals. This serial killer might think oh, it's okay to kill all of these people. And you can say, well, they've got mental issues. And I will agree that that a serial killer has mental issues, but in his mind, his morals are set. He knows that what he is doing in his own mind is correct. And see, here's where the dilemma is. That's his morals. These are my morals. But there is no standard set for those morals. And so if there is no God, there is no higher power, then the serial killer, the thief, the uh, the terrible person, even just, just somebody who's just bad and does all mean all kind of mean things, and that say that's their moral standard. Theirs is just just as justifiable as mine is. The without no standard for morals, no standard for how to live our lives, and nothing to head it up. No. 
no higher power as a standard, then pretty much, I mean, we can just live however we want to, and it don't matter what we do, and there's no sense anymore in there being a law. There's no sense anymore in right and wrong. Everything is right, and nothing is wrong, and we might as well go do it. And that's easy to say right now, but say we got to the point where nothing was bad, nothing was wrong anymore, um, and anybody could do anything they wanted to do because it was all right. If somebody come into my house and killed my family immediately, in the blink of an eye, it would hurt me. It would trouble me. It would make me mad. And I would say to myself, innately, without even knowing, that is wrong. They can't do that. But if there's no standard for morality, then they're justifiable in what they've done. And I want you to bear with us for just a minute. I know, I know, I know this is this is some deep things and 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 some troublesome things in a way. At least it is for me. And I want to go ahead and say this. If you fall and you believe this way, this is what you believe, you are an atheist. Even I'm not trying to offend you. I love you. I love you as a person. Um, I love you as a human being, and if you showed up at my house right now and were hungry, I'd want to feed you. If you needed something from me, I'd be more than happy to do it for you. Um, I don't want you to think that I'm just sitting here trying to blast folks that believe differently than I do. No. Um, But we're just trying to use some logic just for a minute. Now, if you have no intrinsic value... And God is not giving you intrinsic value because you were not created. You were just spontaneously here. I'll say this. A creation matters to the creator, which gives it inherent value, if to nobody else, to the creator. And ultimately, we, since we are made the way we are, and things are put together and we're hardwired the way we are, I believe that divinely God wrote a work that we're going to do some things that we don't even mean to do sometimes because of the way God made us. And, But I want us to look, and if God didn't make us, God didn't create us, God didn't create human humans, to, and He doesn't value humans and all, uh, doesn't value his creation at all. Um, and he's not even real. I'll say it that way. And if that's the case, then nobody has intrinsic value. Nobody has a value. Nobody has a... We shouldn't value anybody at that point. I mean, honestly, we should not... We wouldn't have a need to value everybody. We wouldn't have a purpose to value everybody and there they would be no reason to. And no value, no inherent value in human beings leads to these issues. It leads to racism. It leads to hate one toward another. And ultimately, a great divide amongst humans. And you're going to sit here and you're going to fall over with me when I say this. If there's no reason to... if human beings don't have any inherent value 
then it's okay to be racist one to another. And I'm not just, I'm talking about everybody in the world being racist to everybody else in the world. And I'm not just talking about little sex and uh, little sections and little uh, little groups and 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 certain groups. I'm not doing. I'm talking about as a whole in the world. Then not only does it lead that, but that, that leads me to um, to hating my brother or hating another human. And if I look at somebody and and I can honestly say there's a lot of people that I don't like, but there's nobody that I hate. And I can look and I can see all these different people right now in the shape that I'm in. And I can look at them and say, God made them. There is a value to them and God values them. And because God values them, why can't I value them? And then you look and you look through and find or, or, or think about it this way. If that if that's released or that's done away with and there is no God, then you're justifiable in hating whoever you want to hate. And you'll you'll inevitably want the worst for that individual, for that human being, and you're not wrong for that. Because there's nothing has given it any inherent value. And then there becomes a great divide amongst humans. And because of these things, because without inherent value there might be racism, and because without inherent value that there is hate amongst each other and amongst different groups of people and all of these things that leads to a great divide among humans a division where people can't come together and can't do things together and can't get along one with another and we can barely get along now much less if there was no god and we were all spontaneously created And I want us to think about this. Now, we're, keep in mind, we're still talking about atheists. Even though atheists consider themselves to be without religion, it is very religious in nature. And as, as a matter of fact, it, it has a title, and that's humanism. The religion that says there is no God, but man is God. And I'm just being honest, if I was a God and I had power as a God, I would be able to do whatever I wanted to. But there are some things I cannot do. I cannot fly. I cannot uh, create things with a snap of my fingers. I can't do all of this. And if I was an atheist or a humanist and believed that I was a God, I, I fooled my own self. Because it's impossible for any of us um, any of us to truly be gods. And here's the thing with, with atheists, with humanists, with uh, these other uh, groups. You can look at naturalism. Naturalism is the philosophical belief that everything arises from natural properties and causes, and supernatural or spiritual explanations are excluded or discounted. You can look at secularism. Secularism is most commonly defined as the separation of religion from civil affairs and the state and may be broadened to a similar position seeking to remove or minimize the role of religion in any public, any public sphere. And each one of these groups are going to tell you the same thing. 
as far as now, now I don't know about the the highest ones, the ones who believe it the most, the people in power that may be this way, but the average human being like you and I, they're going to sit back. They may say that they're an atheist. They may say they're a humanist. They may say that they're a naturalist or a secularist or whatever the case may be, but they truly, deep down, want the morality of Christianity without Christianity. And it boils down to really two things. Number one is a problem with authority. We've lived into a day and a time where nobody likes authority over them. They don't like being told what they can and cannot do. Don't like somebody telling them that they need to abide by certain rules. And so the fact that they've got a problem with that authority makes them not want to believe in God whatsoever. They don't want a sky fairy telling them what they can and cannot do and making the rules. And you're saying, why did you call, why did you say sky fairy? I've heard that excuse before. And I want us to think about this. You look at, you just look at the definition we read to you of naturalism. The philosophical belief that everything arises from natural properties and causes. So pretty much everything come just as plain and it's explainable and and just like we see an acorn fall from a tree, it goes in the ground, sprouts up. We've seen the whole process. What they're saying is everything is ever that has ever came and has ever been and has ever will, and that will ever be come from something natural. And then they try to to discount supernatural or spiritual things. Now, I want us to think about this. As a Christian, I can sit here and I can honestly tell you, I don't always understand God. I don't always understand what he's doing because the Bible says his ways are higher than my ways and his thoughts higher than my thoughts. And if he is omnipotent and he is an omnipotent God and he has all power, then I'm not, why would I understand? Why would I understand that his ways, his thoughts, his the things that he does? I wouldn't uh, because I'm just being honest and we'll relate it this way. Here's why you can't understand God. This is this is like along the same lines. Now, this is not saying that we are gods. Don't don't catch me wrong on this. But say somebody out there listening right now, or you take my sister for example. My sister does hair for a living, and I'm an electrician by trade. We could take and switch jobs one day, and I can go in with a pair of scissors, and she could go in with a pair of wire strippers and some wire nuts. And we're not going to understand each other's job. We're not going to understand, number one, why they do it. I'm not going to understand why my sister likes to do hair. She's not going to understand why I like to wire houses. But we can try. We can try our best to to understand it. We can give it our all. I can go in there with that pair of scissors, and I can try my best to give somebody a haircut just like my sister would give them. But I would mess their hair up. I'd mess it up because I'm doing it on my own. She'd go in there and try to wire a house. And next thing you know, when um, when they come to inspect the house, the, the inspector's going to look and going to fail the house because it goes against code. And it fails inspection. And I, I mean, I have more faith in my sister than just go in the house and, and it fail inspection every single time. But this is all for the sake of of this example. It's the same way with God. Number one, 
even if I could do God's job, and right now me and God switched positions, I wouldn't understand how to do it, what to do, and it'd probably be too much. Because I, I don't have the abilities to do what he does. And even if I did try to take his place and I tried to do the job of God ahead of him and instead of him, I would mess everything up I touched. I could try to heal people, but I probably would heal the wrong disease and I would probably mess the wrong thing up. And, and that's the same way. And what I'm saying to you is this, anything to do with God, anything to do with religion, anything to do, and I'll say it this way, not, not religion as a whole, I will say anything to do with God, anything to do with God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit of God, anything to do with those, they are, they are not natural. We will never understand them all the way. We might understand attributes of it. We might understand bits and pieces. We might understand some. But we're not going to understand all. It is a supernatural thing, and we've got to realize that his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And we're not expected. That's the good thing. We're not expected by God to understand what he's doing. Now, atheism is formed from questions. Um, and, and I'll be... I'll, I'll say it to you this way. Atheism is formed from questions that quote-unquote can't even be answered. Um, And that's where it comes from. Some might say, um, well, how did we get here? How were we created? We can't answer that. Well, you can read Genesis chapter 1. Well, I don't have tangible evidence. Well, I'll say this to you. If you believe in millions of years, what's the observational evidence of that? You have to have faith in believing in millions of years just as well as you do believing in the Bible. And and I'll also say this, that you can find evidence that proves against these millions of years and all of these things in favor of the Word of God. And everybody wants hard evidence. Everybody wants to grab hold of it. And, they, and just creation is a prime example of, of people not having faith and want to have everything, have all this great uh, evidence of certain things. And... There is times that we're going to have evidence of things. But do you know that, I'll say it this way, I go to bed every night and set my alarm to get up and go to work in the morning, and I have faith that my alarm is going to go off. I don't know if it is or not, but I have faith that it's going to. I rely on that. Not on my alarm clock, because it's going to do its thing whether I rely on it or not, but I have to rely on that faith, because if I didn't, the way I am, I wouldn't go to sleep at night. And we'll take, and instead of looking into the future, we'll look into the past. People tell me that there was a civil war and that um, things happened and it was really honestly for the betterment of the country after it was over said and done with and people tell me also there was a revolutionary war and and uh, we were fighting for the independence of America um, and the United States and people tell me that but even though there's writings 
I wasn't there. I don't have a video or a voice recording of George Washington telling me what went on back then. I have to have faith that these things actually happened. Even though there is a ton of evidence pointing towards it, it still requires a degree of faith on my part. And the same thing with creation. You're not going to be you're you're never going to be able to understand everything that happened in creation. God being all powerful and being able to do anything he wants to whenever he wants to do it. He's spoken into existence. And was able to do that. And you know what? It's easy to sit here and say, well, that is so outlandish. Why? Why is it so outlandish? I mean, honestly, I, I want to be honest with you. If you're sitting there right now and you're you're sitting there in your mind and you're saying, and you don't know how you believe, you don't know where you stand on some of these things. And you say, well, I don't know if I believe in creation or evolution or or what I believe in, and, and I don't know uh, if I believe in God or not, and some of these things seem far-fetched. I want to be honest with you right now as your friend. I don't know who you are. I want to be your friend for a second. Those same thoughts you're having, I have had at some point or another. I have sat back and have thought to myself, huh, I wonder if God really done that. Huh, I wonder how he done it. Mm, that don't make any sense. But then I realized one day that I have to have faith. Without faith, it is impossible to believe in God and to believe God and to please God. And then here's another question. If there really is a God, then who created God? And this question is simple, and it boils down to what we just talked about. And it's simple to answer. God was here in the beginning. Now, the Bible tells us that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, these three are one. And so then you look at the Bible, and the Bible says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was, and the Word is God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without anything, and without Him was not anything made that was made. And I probably butchered that. But in the beginning, always, from as far back as you can think, go even farther, and that's how long God has existed. And even as far back as you can imagine. Then look as far ahead in the future, and as far as you can think in the future, think past that. God's still going to exist there. He always has been, and He always will be. And... It's impossible. I'm, I'm just being honest with you. And this question is going to arise. This question is going to arise to Christians. If God created man, who created God? Here's the thing. Number one, like we said earlier, this is a supernatural thing. Number two, we're used to everything around us being created. We live in creation. Things around us were created somehow or another. Um... You go and you want and you're hungry, you make food. You know, um, in order to have a baby chick 
to have a chick from your chickens, the rooster and the hen have to spend some time together. And then that egg gets fertilized. And then that egg produces a chick and it is created. And it's the same thing with with anything we're around. It's all created. And it's impossible for us as created beings to understand something not being created and just being there. We can't understand it. It's hard for a creation to understand the creator. And we all know this, that one thing is coming for all of us, and that is death. Every one of us will die. One of these days, if I make it till then, I'm going to grow old. I'll pro- I hope that I don't, but I, there's a possibility I might die from sickness at an old age. And it's inevitable. Right now, it is when I'm recording this, it's 5.55 in the evening. At 5.58, I'll be two minutes closer to my appointment with death. And 5.58 will be three minutes closer. It's coming for all of us. And that means that we're finite. But God, he was in the... He said, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He always has and always will be. And he is infinite. And us being finite beings, us being uh, being people that can't live forever in, in this body, in this human body, we cannot comprehend an infinite God. A finite being cannot comprehend anything to do with anything being infinite. And the list of questions goes on and on and on, and we really don't want to bog down right here. But the Bible says in Psalms chapter 14, or the 14th Psalm, however you like to say it, verses 1 through 3, it says, The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and did seek God. And they are all going aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Now I want us to look at the first verse. The fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. I'm not saying this to you, but this is what the Bible says. According to Bible definition, one who doesn't believe in God is a fool. I've done foolish things, but I am not a fool. If I didn't believe in God, I'd be considered a fool. And somebody right out there listening right now is thinking, no, you really are a fool. But you got to remember that we're going with Bible interpretation and Bible definition. Even if you believe in God, even if you aren't an atheist, and me included, me not being an atheist doesn't make me any better than someone who is. And the same thing for you. And just like I said before, we all have value. We're all created beings. And regardless of if you think this is right or not, this is the truth, you ought to love everybody. You as a Christian 
ought to love an atheist just as much as you love your pastor. You ought to love that one that to you has crazy beliefs. And even if they're and and their beliefs may be totally wrong, but you ought to still love them. You ought to still have a desire to see them saved, if nothing else. Now we've talked about uh, about atheists for about mm, twenty six minutes now, and now we're going to get to the other side, the flip side of the coin, a theist. And I guess you can guess what this means by now. This is the opposite of an atheist. A theist is one who believes in the existence of God or a supreme supreme being. Now, theism is divided into two categories. You have monotheism and polytheism. Now, I understand these are deep words. We're going to try to explain this simply. Monotheism is the doctrine or belief that there's only one God. And some examples of that would be, of monotheism, would be Christianity, uh, Judaism, uh, even Islam. Those are all monotheistic religions, Um, and they believe in one God. Now, just like a Christian, now somebody's going to come back and say, well, a Christian believes in three gods. No, um, we believe in three in one. God is one, but he has three parts to him, if you'd say it this way. And somebody's going to say, well, he's bipolar. 